I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we're live on a Tuesday, ready to do some podcasting. Find us everywhere you get podcasts. The official weapon of the show is the phone jail. And the unofficial sport. Bullet ball. A bullet ball extreme, 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 extreme. Um, you know how it is. Show notes is everything you can do to leave feedback for the show. And we will discuss it on Saturday when we do our feedback episodes. Um, so make sure you do that. Your emails, your voicemails, all that stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's it to start the show. Uh, Karen, do you have any banter? Mm-mm. I don't either. So I guess we just get into the show. Um, all right. Let's talk about stuff. I don't know what to start with. Uh maybe we'll talk about um what what the fuck? Oh, all my articles went away. Oh no. Give me a second, everybody. Um okay, well cool. Fuck it. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> articles disappeared. They just decided that they weren't gonna do the thing. They were just like, <laughs> fuck it, we don't okay, there we go. Um <laughs> We're not gonna do what you need us to do today. Uh it's not working right for some reason. It's supposed to be able to uh separate this thing and I can go, Oh, these are the articles I say for this segment. <laughs> but the page that does that doesn't wanna do the thing. So, oh, they said they all jumbled together or something. Yeah, I guess I just uh, have to have to do it. Click on and my find own. out. <laughs> Fuck. Now it's all jumbled up. I don't know. Oh no. That's this. that's exactly not you that's what you don't want. Lupe Fiasco uh reignites his feud with Kid Cuddy. Um what? I've never done anything to him except support. Now it's fuck him for life. This came out of left field. Yeah, I don't know what started the beef, if I'm being frank. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I haven't really kept up with Lupe since he dropped lasers. I, I was like, okay, I guess his run is over. Uh, yes. Uh, but I have gone and been listening to some albums since then, and I'm I'm not saying he's whack or nothing, but just I, the, I, I like his first couple albums more than that. I um, agreed. But, uh... Yeah, I know he was on Twitter beefing with Cuddy bad. Like, he said, Kid Cuddy is a bitch and continues to be a bitch. Ain't nobody finna bring he, bring up he used to work at the BAP or BAPE. I don't know how to pronounce it because I'm not rich. Uh, store to diss his bitch ass for having a regular job before he was a famous bitch with a cool job. In response to a fan expressing the need to hear the complete story of their fallout, Lupe delved into intricate details about the history of their feud. Despite having a friendly relationship for years and considering cutting your friend, Lupe revealed feeling blindsided in 2014. 2014. This one, I guess he was offended, but we didn't. I didn't know about this till uh, this year. So he waited 10 years. To, yeah, because that's why I'm like, this came out of left field. 
yeah like waiting 10 years is, is that, that that's some that's some amazing behavior i don't i don't know if i got it in me i don't i I, I know i don't i got i got too much shit to be doing and to be worrying about some shit that happened 10 years ago bitch you got it <laughs> fuck that i be done forgot shit i can't remember what i ate yesterday half the time i'm not gonna remember that right so he you know he, he waited to 10 years and said uh all right now it's my turn to finally say what i've been wanting to say uh i'll be like okay child i guess yeah and i know this had to feel like out of nowhere to um to kid cuddy right we couldn't have talked about it at the time um so he says um he felt blindsided in 2014 when kid cuddy criticized him for charging fans 500 dollars for a personalized verse Lupe shared that he attempted to address the issue directly with Cuddy, but found no resolution. Till this day, this bitch won't get on the phone, and even when we at the same festivals, they won't allow me to go to his stage. He ducks calls, faces to faces. All I wanted was an explanation that at, at the least they my bad, because I've never done anything to him except support. Now it's fucking for life and keep my name out of your mouth, bitch. Additionally, when a fan directly addressed Lupe, asserting that Cuddy's earlier prediction from his retail clothing days had come true lupe quickly disagreed a beef he started with a nigga who actually looked out for him make that make sense cuddy a bitch um the recent clash between lupe and cuddy stemmed from a new interview with, with apple music zane Lowe. in the interview cuddy recounted a close encounter with lupe in 2008 at the Bape store in new york city where he was employed before his music career soared cuddy shared that he purposely kept a low profile when famous rappers visited the store fearing that they might use the retail job against him in a future feud according to cuddy that's exactly what happened with lupe now the good news is um Lupe and Cuddy, I believe, squashed the beef. Um, like Cuddy issued like a, a put out an actual apology. They were trying to. It was funny. It was funny and not funny at the same time. I mean, I don't know these niggas, so it's kind of funny, right? But <laughs> first, Cuddy was like, "I DM'd you, da 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 da," and Lupe was very receptive to it. It seemed, but then Lupe had didn't know how to turn on his DM so that anyone could dm him mm. and so then lupe was like fuck you bitch nigga you ain't sending no dm and then cuddy was sending screenshots like yes i did here it is like this lying ass bitch and I, I was like oh my god it's gonna keep it's gonna keep going that's that and that's how people he's famous but he's a prime example of how people regular ass people mm. be when they're just determined that they right and you wrong, they don't want to hear logic, they don't want to hear reason, they don't want to hear excuses, like, no matter what he says to possibly defuse it, you came to fight, and that's all that matters. You want to fight. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, obviously he was, you know, he was going to keep it going. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess this is... Me later and bring up the fact, like, nigga, you sold me clothes. <laughs> so, like, I would always, like, hide in the stock room. Who did you hide from? So, like, and this is, and this is funny. No one was laughing about this, right? Lupe Fiasco came to the store one day. He was in the store. I was in the bag, and they was like, yo, Lupe's here. I was like, oh, shit. Stayed down the stairs, waited till he left. And I was, like, I was like, yo, what you down here for? And I explained it to my dude. Same way I explained it to you. I was like, yo, bro, if I get famous one day, right, I don't ever want this nigga saying, like, yo, you sold me clothes. You my son. You know what I'm saying? We can't have that. <laughs> like, this was my explanation. <laughs> and, yo, bro, when you think about it, he hates me to this day. He hates me. So it's like, it's like I was right. I was on something. I sensed something in the universe, you know? So this is, like, my, my plan at that time, you know? I was like... 
totally hyper aware that something was going to happen for me. And, you know, I was just like, fuck this. I can't have nobody making no diss record. Like, yeah, you rang me up, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, it's interesting, too, because it's funny how people had their own version of the story, right? Because in this case, Lupe kind of seems to hate him for no reason, blah, blah, blah. But Cuddy was making fun of the fact that he was charging fans for $100 for a customized verse on the social media, basically saying, if you, like, tell me what to rap about, send me the money, and I'll, like, make you a customized rap for you, which is so interesting because it's kind of ahead of his time. Yeah. When you go back and think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like some cameo shit or whatever. Right. But it's also seen as, like, beneath a rapper that got a deal to do something like that. But, um, uh, you know, but Lupe basically said I did this because I love hip hop or whatever. Um, and then, like I said, Cuddy was kind of avoiding it on social media and kind of downplaying it until eventually he apologized. Now, when he did apologize, uh, he said, just talk to Lupe, had a great talk. I know I was wrong and I told him I shouldn't have did that fuck shit I did. I called myself looking out for fans in the moment, but in reality, I was just hating. So when he was saying... You know, you ripping your fans off with that five hundred dollar thing. He was like, I was just hating. I apologize, and he accepted it. While which I appreciate it for real. I understand the anger and vitriol he's had for me all these years, and I wasn't mature enough to step up and just have a conversation and admit I was wrong. We as black men need to be more mean to be united. He always had love for me, always supported me. I shouldn't have did him like that. I want to thank my guy, IBN, for setting the call up, and you, the fans, for being real with me and urging us to speak. We are good now. Brand new journey at Lupe Fiasco. Uh, prayer hands emoji, heart emoji. See you soon, brother. Prayer hands emoji. And then Lupe said, sincerely appreciated my guy. Peace and blessings, which is a lot considering how Lupe was talking about him all day with them tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, honestly, it's you know, it's I, I think it ended in the the best way possible. I know you know, but yeah. the internet people kind of would rather see the beef keep going. People yeah. never really want resolution or forgiveness. But I actually thought it was kind of like a dope moment. Correct, and it may have been one of those things where he was telling the truth. He was like, "Nigga, all I want is an apology. I get an apology, I'm good." A lot of people say that shit, and they don't mean it. They say that shit, and there's nothing you can do that's ever enough, really. They just say that shit so you could continue to apologize to them. Bitch, I'm not going to apologize to you for fucking ever. Either accept my apology or not. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that was the truth. Like, he he was real. but like, you know what? Let's, let's actually talk. All I want is an apology, and then we can both move on. Like, we, we'll be good. And also, the thing is, uh, a lot of people have and everybody has pride but some people's pride is so strong they can never admit they're wrong they can never admit that they fucked up they can never admit that 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 that, that, uh they did something to somebody to cause the other party to be aggrieved it's always about their grief and their grievances and what everybody did to me never me being accountable and or responsible for my actions that do, that do have repercussions and consequences mm-hmm. you know people do shit and when it comes to repercussion and consequences nobody wants to deal with that bullshit you know nobody wants to deal with other people's hurt feelings nobody off of their actions nobody wants to deal with other people saying you let me down or you you fucked up or you did wrong, you know, and everybody's flawed and nobody's perfect. 
So part of life is just admitting that sometimes players fuck up. But if you're somebody who will never admit that you're wrong, there's nothing wrong with the world. There's something wrong with you because we all fuck up. And we everybody underneath the sound of my voice has done something that somebody has been offended by, has done something that somebody has been aggrieved and or disappointed in your actions. Everybody has, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's like, we want grace and mercy for us and understanding and compassion and empathy and sympathy for us. But most people do not want to extend that to other people because they only see themselves and they don't consider how their, how their actions impact the world around them. Uh, He also could have taken the easy way out and used the way that, uh, Lupe was talking to as an excuse for like why he wouldn't apologize because Lupe was saying some pretty wild like you know call him a bitch a bunch of times threatening to like beat him up and all this shit um, so like that you know and then you know misunderstanding his first like DM and being like you lying bitch or whatever and I think a lot of people which I've seen will go well because what I did made you angry and you lashed out in anger, I no longer owe you an apology. Correct. I, I no longer have any responsibility to 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 ask for your forgiveness or whatever. And you know, I can understand in some in some ways because a lot of times people like that are not going to forgive. Like Agreed. They, but you can't make that decision for them. Nope. Like, but a lot of times people are like, okay, especially when they're acting out in public. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the Lupe what didn't privately call this man or whatever. Now he may have done that over the years, but this is now a public thing. He's making it known to the public. And a lot of times I see people basically go, Oh, well fuck you then. Like, Oh, you, you're not going to play me in front of everybody. Like, yeah, I said what I said or what, and to see, you know, uh, kid Cuddy, you know, do that was kind of cool. And especially with kid Cuddy's image as kind of like the, supposed to be a more like holistic positive Mm -hmm. (laughs) three-dimensional rapper not just a you know i'm gonna kill you i got the gun like his music is about mental health and depression and all this shit and you know to see him care about somebody else i thought was a pretty dope public move yeah and also uh sometimes is is hard and most people don't want to because it requires more of you you have to be the bigger person sometimes not all the times but sometimes you have to be the bigger person it's required of you Mm -hmm. and some people see that requirement and go i don't want to meet that requirement i fuck that i'm just not going to do it cool well you have to deal with the consequences of not meeting that requirement but some people who want to meet that requirement instead of those people going well good for you that's your choice people turn around and get mad and lash out at you like you're the problem for actually being the bigger person and wanting to get to the foundation of the peace and have an understanding for the other person you know uh we live in society that when people fuck up it's like a like a like a scarlet letter particularly online nobody wants to forgive nobody wants to forget nobody wants to move on everybody want to keep you in this snapshot forever people don't live like that and that's very unrealistic everybody if the sound of my voice has done something but you know a lot of particularly if you're of a certain age most of the shit that you did was fucked up it's not online it's not cameras it's not recorded nobody can go back and bring that up people can talk about it you know we live in a generation of you had to be there but now the world is there it's not the same yep so and then just publicly seeing two black men like squash some shit especially 
in this day and age when we've seen rappers like and hopefully these wouldn't be the type to do it but we've seen rappers like die mm-hmm. like a lot you know like the last five or so years like rappers have been killing each other over just dumb shit this shit that you feel like if they just had the luxury of getting older would would look back and go yes man that was really fucking stupid who cares what what i don't own any part of the street or i don't you know okay this guy doesn't like my music that doesn't mean i someone needs to die but uh yeah to see you know especially two chicago rappers be able to be like yeah man okay it's all good and who knows if they'll you know actually be good forever or not because only time would tell yeah but it's it's, Mm -hmm. it's, to me it's like a dope start and i and i agree and i agree and actually i appreciate that you know because it's also one of those things where we live in a society too where people don't like to admit they got feelings Mm -hmm. and people don't like to admit that their feelings be hurt sometimes yeah and and but that's real everybody's feelings get hurt every now and then no matter who you're with or who you interact with your children your spouse you know, somebody has hurt your feelings. And I don't and that's know, okay. like, and, and Lupe has been more active on social media the last few days. So maybe he's going through something. Because anytime somebody's heavily on social media saying a bunch of shit that, you know, is kind of better left to, to like, inside you know like it's because i like the social media people they might be fans of your music but they don't know or care about you for real for Mm -mm. real and so anytime i see that i'm always worried like i hope that person's not going through something too much because yes you know the internet feels like help but a lot of times it's not i agreed you actually need help offline yeah now my like i said my app for the articles is not working so i'm just going through picking out articles kind of randomly let's go uh kentucky republican introduced legislation that would amend the state's law so a person who had sex with their first cousin would no longer be criminally liable for incest what before withdrawing it and claiming an error was made during the drafting process a bitch no it wasn't you meant what you said the fuck is this no whoops you never made an error you never made a mistake can you were just talking about we all make mistakes i was but right but but, but i but i'm gonna say that i don't think this was a mistake you think he really was on some cousin fucking yes he was why else would you submit it people as many people have to read shit before it gets submitted maybe he meant second cousin that's still bad house bill 269 nice which states <laughs> representative nick Wilson supported uh was it, introduced january 16th to the house committee own committees what <laughs> <laughs> okay bureaucracy according to the kentucky general assembly website it would have struck first cousin from the list of familial relationships defined as unlawful incest in the state in a statement sent to newsweek wilson described this as a mistake in a wider bill intended to extend legal protection against incest which he'd withdrawn and filed leaving the first cousin reference in place and refiled leaving the first cousin. what okay what am i what, what am i misunderstanding it says it would have extended it was intended to extend legal protection against incest what does that mean legal protection against incest i don't know man this feels i don't understand what he's asking what he's saying (laughs) is he saying like for or against i don't know yeah like is he saying legal protection against like being charged with incest or i I don't know being charged 
uh, Wilson, uh, then 20, a 27-year-old public defender, first shot to prominence when he won the 37th season of the CBS reality TV show Survivor in 2018 called Survivor David vs. Goliath. Oh, my God. We letting reality people just do everything. Didn't Trump teach us enough? Leave the reality right. TV people at home. We got to stop. Got to stop. Um, uh, but yeah, in November 2022, he ran unopposed for the 82nd District of Kentucky House after Republican incumbent Regina Huff retired. Kentucky law states that a person is guilty of incest if they engage in sexual relations with a person they know to be his or her parent, child, grandparent, grandchild, grand, great-grandparent, great-grandchild, uncle, aunt, nephew, niece, brother, sister, first cousin, ancestor, or descendant. The initial amendment uh, introduced by Wilson, if passed, would have removed first cousin from this list. It, okay, let's check his dating history. Is he dating his first cousin? That's right. That's Let's just check the twenty three and me. I think we I think we might got a case, okay? Uh both the initially updated version of Wilson's bill would also amend Kentucky's law on parole for violent offenders to include a person who has been convicted of incest by sexual contact within the definition. It would amend their law on parole for violent offenders. Huh. How would it amend it? Uh, yeah, they don't say if it would make it easier yeah, or harder. harder. Right. Because if it make it easier, then I'm like, see, I think this man doing some cest. He's acting cesty. In a statement. If they married, check the lineage. Okay. In a statement provided to Newsweek, he described the part in his initial legislation removing first cousins from the illegal incest list as a mistake that has since been rectified. Um, Yeah, he said, I filed HB 269 yesterday. The purpose of the bill is to add sexual contact to the incest statute. Currently, incest only applies in cases of intercourse. So sexual touching and groping by uncles and stepdads or anyone with a familiar relationship is not included in incest. My bill makes that kind of sexual contact a Class D felony unless the victim is under the age of 12. Then it increases the penalty to a Class C felony. During the drafting process, there was an inadvertent change which struck first cousins from the list of relationships included under the incest statute, and I failed to add it back in. During today's session, I will withdraw HB 269 and refile a bill with the first cousin language intact. The fact that I was able to file a bill, catch the mistake, withdraw the bill, and refile within a 24-hour period shows we have a good system. Oh, okay, cool. You were just checking the system out. That makes sense. Mm. You just got to check the system, Karen. Mm. As many people read shit before it's submitted... Mm, too many people read that bullshit it's somebody's whole job just to read the shit that you submit yeah that's what we like to think but i i i would say more than likely it's uh it's it's probably not as complex as we think it is so you think no 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 i'm joking so 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 they like the people like so they like the editors they got rid of editors i can just log in and just submit my shit I think it just happens all the time. I think we believe in all these checks and balances and shit. And at the end of the day, that's not what's happening. Okay. Like, uh, you know, there's all kinds of times people tell you they vote for bills. They didn't have a chance to read. True. You know? So I, I don't know. Mike, I'm guessing he probably did make some type of mistake. Um, but you know, it's more funny to pick at the mistake he made. And <laughs> yes. Be like, Oh, yeah. this nigga loves some incest. Yes. And he Republican too. So I'm like, mm, right. I don't trust him now. But if you look at what he's doing, he's, I mean, it, it kind of jives with what Republicans would want, which is to, because they're always trying to make shit more punitive. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's more likely that he really was like, yeah, how can we find another way to lock people up and stuff? And they really love things involving children, especially sexual things involving kids, because uh, that's the thing where everybody agrees. So if they say, like, we need to add something more punitive to incest, uh, you're, and, and, and then his examples were like, you know, uncles touching kids, you're going to, everyone's going to agree. You know, it's the, it's, it's the Jim Caviezel, the, you know, movie shit all over again. It's like, everyone's going to agree that pedophilia is wrong. So, you know, these are the bills they pass because they're not going to pass things that actually like govern. Right. So they pass like social stuff, you know, like societal, like, Oh, we all hate this. Right. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I guess the framing of it is more salacious, I think, than the uh, actual like agreed the law grievance or whatever. Yes. All right, let's see another random fucking article. <laughs> Rolodex of articles. Yeah. And the winner is Bill O'Reilly is outraged uh, that the book ban law he supports causes his own books to be banned. Okay. Good. You yeah. only thought that was going to go one way, sir? You thought it was just good for the gays and the blacks. Right. You didn't know. He didn't realize people had an issue with his shit, too? Yeah. Uh, so, apparently, Ron DeSantis and them banned a couple of books uh, in Florida, uh, and they were Bill O'Reilly's books, Killing Reagan and Killing Jesus. They, they are no longer in school libraries. On Twitter, he said, a Florida county removes my books, Killing Jesus and Killing Reagan from school libraries. Preposterous. We are investigating and are seeking comment from Ron DeSantis. This will not stand. Updates on BillOReilly.com. Okay, everybody gonna know you and them shit's still gonna be banned. Remember when he was like super famous and a problem? Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons why I'm like, this deplatforming shit works because yes, everybody was just like, if you kick him off of Fox News, he'll just get bigger and better. I'm like, I haven't mm-hmm. said this man's name in five years. And forever, my nigga. Like last time we brought him up on the show, it was probably the Me Too movement stuff that got lost in his job. Like that's that's what he's up to right now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good. All right, ain't nobody going to no billowriter.com. Yeah, I can deal with this level of uh, bullshit. Right, nothing gonna change, and your book still ain't gonna be there. Okay. Right. So yeah, I'm, I appreciate it. Um, let's see what else you got here in the random fucking news. <laughs> ain't it random? Um, good grief. Oh, I'm good today with the randomness. I know you are, but I'm I'm the one got to organize this shit. <laughs> Um, Joy Joe Coy. This is kind of white people news. Joe Coy performs first stand-up set since bombing at the Golden Globes. Mocks soft celeb crowd. Can we fucking laugh at ourselves? Um. So, I guess Joe Coy is doing the Joy Coy. Joy, wait, Joy Coy. Okay, so he counted his tour is named the Joy Coy World Tour. Um, so he was doing it at this at this uh, theater in Kansas City, I believe. Um, so I, yeah. So uh, he said, "Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your patience. We are dealing with some inclement weather. The artist will be arriving shortly at Tacoma, Washington. Neighbor- oh, okay. So is it Tacoma, Washington? I guess. Um, why is this such a? Why is it just getting to the point of the article? <laughs> anyway." <laughs> Holy shit, right? Said Coy to a round of applause. This big hug that you gave me is all I need. Swear to God, fucking whirlwind. Goddamn. 
According to his disastrous Golden Globes hosting gig, alluding to his disastrous Golden Globes hosting gig and the fallout, he said, a lot of marshmallows, man, they're delicious, but goddamn, they're soft. Just come from a different time. I see the changes that are happening. I get it, but goddamn, can we fucking laugh at ourselves? The audience roared with applause, and someone from the audience yelled, fuck them. He said, I got a feeling none of you motherfuckers watched it, and I'm kind of happy. Oh, my God. It feels good to live in this country. We get to say what we want. Don't be apologetic about it at all. Be able to speak your mind. Unless you're black and brown. and He's other. he's some type of brown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice try, buddy. But, uh, I, I, but I still mean that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, he fits the description. Uh, it's So, uh, I guess... The thing is, when he did the Golden Globes, uh, he bombed. He bombed pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I know when he first showed up, he kind of like, like first of all, they only gave him the gig like ten or eleven days out from the fucking. Oh, so he thing. didn't have a long time to prepare, right? Right, and he kind of like talked shit about the writers before he started his monologue. Oh no! Yeah, like uh, you know, alluding to the idea of not really needing them and shit, you know, and. Uh, because he downplayed those writers, there's a lot of comedians that were like, "Yeah, he bombed, and I don't got your back on this one." You know, right? Because your writers may have helped you, nigga. You out there trying to to trying to wing it, and this ain't the winging kind of job. Yeah, normally comedians kind of across the spectrum have the backs of the comedians that bomb at these award shows or the comedians that get pushed back at the award shows for the most part, just the idea of like, it's stand up comedy. We're going to make jokes. You guys got to fucking like chill out or don't invite comedians. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people don't understand what's happening. It's kind of the role of the court gesture, uh, jester when you have these comedians come do this stuff. We're watching a room of extremely rich, famous, attractive people give themselves awards for their job. Um, we're watching them in the finest fashions, eat the finest foods and all this shit, right? Look the grass, all this. So what the what your Joan Rivers used to do, what the host of the awards do, there was like this unwritten contract between the celebrities and everyone else where it's like, yeah, we're going to shit on you. You know, we're going to talk about what you're wearing. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, whatever scandals or things that you did, whatever awkward moments you had throughout the year. We're going to call you vain. We're going to like this is a roast in a way. But the roast is actually what makes it tolerable that this motherfucking rich ass crowd of people that oftentimes, you know, are biased with the awards where black and brown people and women and stuff don't get them like it made it okay because we're shitting on you right that's it like okay you're will smith and jada pinkett smith the hottest people in the world everyone wants to fuck you well i'm gonna make a joke that your last movie was bad and then we all move the fuck on and that's why you make 25 million dollars a movie and and it makes you look magnanimous because hey it's your big night but you are able to kind of take a joke about it correct but i think since the internet a few things have changed one internet people are always disgruntled and they kind of want to have a monopoly on me yes they do they're mean all the goddamn time like they're the ones taking pictures of people's uh outfit or you know mocking everybody's outfits online Mm -hmm. but they would be mad when joan rivers did the same thing right and also it's one of those things where i'm trying to be funny to an extent internet kind of took the fun out of those shows for me 
where I, I, I used to, you know, watch some, even if I didn't watch the show itself, it was fun watching the pre-stuff and the jokes and all that stuff. But like you say, now with everybody having a hot take and everybody being so mean, everybody being so nasty, it's like, no, only we can do this. And you get outraged by anybody they put up there. Somebody say something halfway, you know, funny or shady. Everybody demands that they be fired. But the shit that y'all says 10 times worse. So it's like, no, only we can do this. Yeah. People that will never be on TV and will never have these gigs. They're not going to give y'all the jobs. Yeah. And I mean, I think something has changed, especially when you add in, you know, that a lot of people find like a kind of power in like the being like, no, you can't make a joke about this person or that group. This is punching Mm -hmm. down. This is that. And in that room, it was kind of all had to be fair game because the fact you're in the room, we're all punching up now. Like, it's, these are the elite people. And, you know, as long as the joke isn't like, hey, you're an N-word or something, it was like, yeah, this is like a – this is the place where the funny stuff – and it's one of the reasons lately they've only really been able to get controversial type of comedians to do it. And I don't mean they're controversial and, like, you know, they're the worst, but Ricky Gervais mm-hmm. – um seth mcfarlane jimmy kimmel they had to get people that that are old school they're just like i'm gonna have to offend some people tonight yeah and they won't like it but guess what y'all will invite me back because i there's not a lot of people that want to do this job because y'all don't allow the comedians to be liked by everybody anymore correct now the comedians have to like kiss your ass as you get the awards which is, you know, to a lot of people, it's like, one, not that funny, but also kind of insufferable. It makes the broadcast so insufferable, you yes. know? Yes. Um, you know, Gerard Carmichael did it last year, yeah. or did one of them last year, and I remember a lot of controversy because people were like, he made reference to the fact that the hotel was the hotel where Whitney Houston died. And, they, and people got offended like he made fun of her dying. But he was making fun of the 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 audience and the people that put on the show. But people on Twitter do not either. They don't understand humor, or more importantly, more or more accurately, they want to appear to be offended so they pretend not to understand the power dynamics of the joke he was making. Um, Correct. So so it's hard for these comedians to just be funny like they're doing stand up because no one's going to allow that at these shows. And I think that's what he. In addition to not being prepared, shitting on his writers, a big part of what he experienced was a lot of people in that room being like, I'm not, I'm not here to be picked on. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to be the type of comedian to be like, I don't give a fuck if you're here to be picked on or not. You're going to get these jokes. Yeah. And if you don't have a comedian up there like that, that's, it falls flat like this. Like, well, also once you're bombing, you're bombing. Agreed. Like it's just, it's hard to turn shit around. It just is what it is. Um, but he's venting, you know, at these at these other stand-up shows because this is the number one thing people know about him at this moment. Yeah, and also uh, a lot of times over the years, a lot of these award shows, their ratings have gone down, and I think a lot of it has gone down, in my opinion, because for a lot of people that tune in and go, it's not funny. It's just me, like you say, watching this shit and not really enjoying the in-between the awards because, you know, Y'all do things that for the audience that go, I'll just watch the clips on YouTube or or find out online versus watching live. Yeah, we're also inundated with content, Mm -hmm. by which I mean, not just the content of like, I don't have time to watch all these fucking movies and all that shit anyway. Uh, Half people are just waiting. People aren't going to the movies anymore. They're waiting for shit to go streaming. Right. Um, There's shit on when these awards are on now. Now it's like, 
this award yes. or NFL playoff football. Which one am I going to watch? You know, football. Um, then there's just the uh, like there used to be like a prestige because there was like oh only this amount of movies and TV shows get made now everything's streaming and stuff is nothing's centralized we're not really watching things as a family anymore quote unquote mm-hmm. so i think all those contribute to people not feeling as you know enthusiastic about these awards and you know for me i've never been enthusiastic about the awards it's just never been my ministry um i'm not saying that as some johnny come lately shit or the flex mm-hmm. i just I, I never, like, before there was Oscar So White or whatever the fuck, I was always, like, Oscar So White, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it just wasn't for me. My fa- I, I'm not the type of person that can watch my favorite things or the things I think are best continually get snubbed and then adjust my expectations to, like, well, they're right and I'm wrong. Like, I'm just not that kind of, so, like, if Denzel doesn't win for Malcolm X, I'm like, fuck the academy i don't walk away and go now nah, you got to give it to al pacino son of a woman like no i they were wrong and i felt right so why would i keep watching something that continually does that like you know to 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 and and you know george floyd gets killed and then they throw you a bone you know it's like hey, here's an oscar for some blacks like that's that's not what i thought this was even supposed to be you know mm-hmm. so just i've never been that interested in the general thing but yeah, so uh, he did address his hosting of the Golden Globes while never naming the award ceremony outright. The comic talked about his long journey to make it to the night stand-up show. We Ubered here. We fucking Ubered here. It was four and a half hours, and his team had to make an emergency landing in Kansas City flying from Los Angeles. My whole crew, none of them brought Parkers. Me, I brought two. You think the snow is CGI? It's real, motherfucker. Uh, we're inside a goddamn snow globe. We should be dead right now, all of us. If not by the plane, then by the snow. He said, mom is slipping on a patch of ice. The weather is better in Hollywood, but I'm happy to be in this blizzard where it pours, it rains, it pours. Uh, I have to ask this question, and it's a serious question. Why do you guys live here? It's fucking cold. This place should be empty. Uh, so it's just kind of stand-up set. This is not. And I'm sorry I'm reading it like this, Joe, Joe Coy. I know you listened to the show. Uh, I know I know it was funny at the time. It's just I'm, I'm reading this article because it's acting like you were leaving a comment on it. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, he was just doing stand-up. Right. Uh, he said, here in St. Louis, you got people that listen to you, understand you, and understand we're not out to attack each other. It's stupid in L.A. You want me to guess what ethnicity you are? No. I already got in trouble this week. Oh, God. This is ah, fun. No, I already got in trouble this week. I haven't laughed in four That's days. hilarious. I'm so happy you guys made me so happy. Share anecdotes from Then he did his set, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. I, feel, I do feel like he has some valid points the internet is just never a good place to discuss stand up or comedy because he did fuck up throwing his writers under the bus and then thinking he could just yes, do that shit. You got to take it serious if you're going to do it. Correct. And that is a long period of time to be kind of dipping in and out without somebody kind of guiding you along. And these writers are going, a lot of these writers are veterans. They're like, bitch, we've been writing for this shit for some of them decades. I think we know what the fuck we're doing, dog. Don't brush us off like like he's a, our job isn't that important. And he is a consummate professional from, you know, everything I remember. Like he's so he's not just some some asshole. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's a dude that 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 does like good work and, and has a history of doing work good work. So 
I don't know. It just sucks. Mm-hmm. It really just fucking sucks that uh, yeah, and didn't shit didn't go well. Enough. Yeah, and it makes him a bad messenger for something that I think is a valid point, which is like these award shows need to make up their fucking minds. Do y'all want comedians or not? Agreed. I, and also, what kind of comedians do y'all want? Because uh, I saw somebody. Um, God, I'm forgetting his last name. I want to say his guy. Yeah, um, because Brownham. Yeah. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Guy Brownham, uh, comedian, very funny man, brought up a great point, which is. You know who loves award shows? You know who loves pageantry and fashion? Gay people. LGBTQ people. People that drag queens. It was like, why don't y'all have somebody like that? Do the stand-up. Do the, do the monologue. Be the, be the comedian. Because, they're, one, they're already in a protected class to where people are going to let them be mean. Yes. Like, like say what you want to, fair or unfair. Mm-hmm. People let gay people be more catty than we let uh straight people agreed but then too they'll have like reverence and history and all that stuff for it, and they've never gotten to really host it before mm-hmm. I, I was like that's such a great idea i it, they'll, they'll never think of this idea because it's okay. too fucking good yes and that would be the best host because there's already normally a reverence within the culture for that shit you know um as opposed to some guy coming in and arrogantly just being like i'm gonna just freestyle it like nigga what that's that's not gonna work right but on top of that yeah you do have a point it's hard to do these rooms especially when these motherfuckers have a stick up their ass and it's the you know it's the biggest night of their lives and you're making jokes you know mm-hmm. i agree and it's you know it's one of those things where i you know i, I agree with the make up your mind either we here or we not you know, and as time goes along, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people seen that, and I'm pretty sure whatever circle they got got smaller and smaller and smaller. People go, no, nah, I'm not doing that bullshit. Y'all not going to have me up here embarrassing me. I'm not going to be in front of, you know, particularly comedians are like, bitch, I can do a tough crowd at a bar. I don't need to be a, on a tough crowd on national television in front of y'all niggas. Yeah, and I think it used to catapult people into another stratosphere, but it hasn't in a while. Mm-mm. You know, and I think, you know, it's we haven't been able to find the balance again of like, what is what is simply like being funny versus too mean. And I think right now people are leaning into like, everything's too mean. Right. You make any joke, you know, he brought up Taylor Swift as a joke and Taylor Swift, like he was like, one thing I can't promise you is that we're going to show, we're going to cut to Taylor Swift less than the NFL games. And she didn't laugh at it, obviously because her experience with how she's being blamed for all this shit with the, but, but the point being like, that wasn't a joke that was mean to her. No. It wasn't even a joke really about uh-huh. anything she did. It's about the NFL. It's a joke about the NFL yes. putting the camera on her and then pretending that, that like, oh, we don't know where all this hate is coming from. But it didn't. She wasn't ready to laugh. No one in the audience wanted to laugh. And it's like, yeah, that is a horrible environment to do jokes in. So I kind of understood what he was saying. Uh, by naming to scrub medical debt from people's credit scores, which could up the ratings for millions of people. Um, I think we talked about this in passing before, but uh, yeah, it's another thing that they're doing that, you know, you won't really hear about. And then people will say they don't do nothing. And where's Kamala Harris? She was the person that announced this. (laughs) They always ask what she is. So, you know, if you gave a fuck, you would know uh let's see what else we got here i figured i think i figured out how to get it to show earth shadow glo- shattered global heat record in 2023 we're number one Apparently we're number we one are. yeah shout out to global warming 
Come on, the oceans is getting warmer. Yeah, everything getting it's getting hot in here. Every winter we breaking records. Every you know uh, summer we breaking records. Yep. Um, you let people tell it global woman ain't real bitch what and january 2024 is on track to be so warm that for the first time a 12 month in a 12 month period will exceed the 1.5 degree threshold copernicus deputy director samantha burgess says scientists have repeatedly said that earth would need to average 1.5 degrees of warming over the next two or three decades to be a technical breach of the threshold uh, the 1.5 degree goal has been kept alive because lives are at risk and the choice has to be made or has to be kept alive, said Burgess. And these choices don't impact you and I put an eye, but they impact the children and our grandchildren. Uh, the record heat made life miserable and sometimes deadly in Europe, North America and China and many other places last year. Um, and it also is to blame for extreme weather events like the lengthy drought that devastated the Horn of Africa, the torrential downpours that wiped out dams and killed thousands in Libya, and the Canada wildfires that fouled the air from North America to Europe. Yep. And mm-hmm. we're just fiddling through it. Oh, and all that shit is affected by one another. It's the reason why people are talking about the shark attack. Yeah, them niggas are swimming inland. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not doing that for no reason. You know, the woman of the water and shit, the coral reefs are dying. And the thing about the coral reefs, I found out that the coral reefs is one of the few things that keeps water cooler. And as these coral reefs die, the waters get warmer, which means they get stronger. And also, the coral reefs is one of the things that breaks up the water so that the hurricanes aren't as strong. So, you know, the, you know, the coral reef is dying. So when the hurricane comes, the hurricane go, bitch, ain't nothing stopping me now. And he just come through and just tear everything up. Book bans in the U.S. schools and libraries increased by 33% the past school year. 33%. Woo! Um, For stupid shit. The organization recorded 3,362 instances of book bans over the past year, targeting 1,557 unique titles. Over 40% of all book bans occurred in Florida. Goddamn! Where laws like parental rights and education and the Stop Woke Acts right. have provided a template for laws in other states aimed at radically reshaping the American educational system. In total, Penn uh, America reported 1,406 book ban cases in the state, nearly as many as Texas, 625, Missouri, 333, Utah, 281, and Pennsylvania, 186 combined. Uh, according to the report, the overwhelming majority of book bans across the country have targeted books about race and racism, those featuring characters of color, and books about LGBTQ experience. No shit. Yeah. Just, it's so racist to be like, it has a character of color in it. Um, I'm gonna need that band. Mm-hmm. They may have experienced something, and uh, we can't do that. <laughs> I can't have my kids know that, that this protagonist may have experienced some discrimination. What are you insane? Um, the U.S. Department of Health urges the DEA to reclassify weed as a less dangerous drug. I agree. Yeah. And my biggest thing, I I wish the jobs would stop testing for it. Now, there's certain jobs that they need to test for, but just like your regular run-of-the-mill jobs, no, you operate machinery, okay, you know, doctors, lawyers, like, it's certain shit, you go, no, nigga, you need to be tested, but just your regular-ass office worker, no. Mm-mm. Um, 
Yeah, the Department of Health and Human Services requested the Drug Enforcement Administration to reconsider their federal marijuana drug laws. The agency hopes this will lead to reclassification, which could significantly impact those incarcerated on weed charges. Right. And how the cases are tried moving forward. As of now, marijuana is categorized as a Schedule One drug, which listed as being potentially dangerous. Um, the DEA places cannabis in the same class as much harder drugs such as heroin and LSD. Now officials with the HHS, HHS are uh, asked, asking DEA Administrator Ann Milgram to place cannabis on the Schedule 3 category, which will reduce punishments for it, and even allow weed business owners to claim marijuana-related expenses on their taxes. Yeah, that's good. And one another thing I you know wish they do, a lot of people that uh, own these businesses have, sometimes have a hard time dealing with banks. Because, you know, banks are like, hey, dog, uh, yeah, I understand they pass it in the state, but, uh, yeah, the federal government say no. So if they do that, you know, they can actually, you know, work with more banks and shit like that, you know, because I think that those things actually matter. Because what's the point of opening up this business and do shit when you literally can't function, you know, as a business sometimes because of the restrictions of a lot of the federal laws? Mm-hmm. Uh, So, yeah. President Joe Biden has previously expressed their desire to their desire, I guess his desire to have weed reclassified. However, the initial request a year ago had not yet been approved. Both Democrats and Republicans alike have supported these types of measures to continue decriminalization of marijuana and fuel the legal weed industry. Well, just another thing they're trying to get done. Mm-hmm. But they don't do enough for black and brown people, even though they get arrested at a much higher rate than anybody else from small dime bags if this was uh if this is passed though it would do something for black and brown people mm-hmm. you know um all right let's move into some other another segment oh yeah sorry i gotta do it i gotta do it manually Hold on. uh wait how did i have this sorry i gotta figure out how i even had this shit in here Nope, that did not work. All right. <laughs> that's, you're like, nope, that's not how you do it. This is what what is happening here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to figure out how they did. Oh, okay, tags. Sorry, it's like its own language or whatever. This is such bullshit. <laughs> it this. is such bullshit. That's hilarious. Uh, oh, <laughs> I found it. Okay, I found it. Oh, Guys, the things I do for this show, because I love y'all. Um all right, now let's get into some uh, fucking with black people. Um, there we go. Fucking with black people. Fucking with black people. Fucking with black people. A live podcast network and barometer partner to drive equitable monetization for black creators and media owners. Hmm. Uh, the alive podcast alive, like the word alive mm-hmm. podcast network, a leading media tech platform dedicated to amplifying black voices and increasing monetization is excited to announce its partnership with barometer, a renowned pub- provider of brand suitability and safety solutions for user generated content together. They are poised to challenge historical disenfranchisement faced by creators of diverse backgrounds and revolutionize monetization opportunities for black creators and media owners. Basically, what happens is they use artificial intelligence uh, or something to like scroll through the the audio of different podcasts, mm-hmm. and they 
then determine the suitability for ads from these podcasts and they go to brands and go hey you should advertise with x podcast the problem is because it doesn't understand how black people talk black slang yeah because a lot of black podcasts you know there's there's like some cursing there's a you know there's there's all kinds of jokes and comedy and stuff it doesn't analyze it right and they often mark black shows unsuitable for ads despite the fact that those shows are if it was a white show and they do cursing and it's and they're doing a bunch of stuff and they're you know they can be anti-vax they can be mm-hmm. bigoted they can be but but it doesn't flag unless it's like some overt like saying the hard r n-word type stuff so they don't get flagged and you can advertise with them but you wouldn't be able to advertise with say just a, a, a popular black show yeah like you know how we be like you know kind of old school that's the bomb or or, 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 or the thing we're like oh you said bomb you know, next thing you know, you know, they, they flag you for being a terrorist or some shit. You're like, that's not what that meant. The root causes of this disenfranchisement lie in keyword-based solutions and stereotypes. Keyword-based solutions disregard context, imposing culturally homogenous norms that fail to capture the nuances of richness of diverse cultures and communities. Right. One community that's been particularly affected by both keyword-based solutions and stereotypes are black creators and black-owned media entities. Recognizing the harm caused by these challenges, the Alive Podcast Network has joined forces with Barometer to reshape this narrative by utilizing data and driving equitable money monetization opportunities for black creators and media owners good so i mean it sounds like a a positive thing we'll see how it actually plays out right um you know this is from january 18th so i don't know how far along this thing is um uh but anything that can kind of cut through the red tape for black folks could be you know potentially good um zero to a hundred this it gets two scores it gets okay listen up Appy. it's gonna get two stores and i know these ones kind of confuse you so go ahead <laughs> it's gonna get two scores the first score is for the ai algorithm that scraped through and was like you said the, the wrong thing or i don't understand so that one get a jacaris because that's really really fucked up that is not actually it's just doing keywords and the keywords have to be our keywords because we're not the programmers and shit like that. Like, we're not the people making all these algorithms. So a lot of our shit isn't even considered when it does these searches, you know, when it comes through. And then shit that they need to be flagging for white folks, they don't even consider flagging that shit until somebody becomes outraged and brings it to their attention. Then everybody's shocked and surprised. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Well, they've been saying this shit the whole time, but your algorithm didn't flag it. So, yes, that gets a motherfucking Jakaris. But the other one gets a zero because I appreciate that. No, no, I take it back. It gets a 25. I appreciate them doing it, but I'm still kind of pissed that they have to do it specifically, like, almost single us out because the algorithm didn't do what it was supposed to do in the first fucking place. Yeah, I agree with your score. I mean, the fact that, because, you know, we talk about this all the time as black creators and, like, we ourselves independently have reached out to podcast uh, advertisers and been like, hey, would you advertise on our show? And that's something, you know, a lot of shows don't even have to do because mm-hmm. advertisers are coming to them. Right. And we've had some people do it on our behalf. We've had a few advertisers even reach out to us, you know. Um, but unless it's typically someone doing it on our behalf or something like a, um, you know, how it's kind of automated with uh, with uh, Spotify for podcasters, it 
we typically get rejected and yes. against no response and a lot of times the reason we even reached out to these advertisers because we heard them advertise on podcasts that are similar to ours mm-hmm. but those podcasts you know a lot of cases were white podcasts mm-hmm. and those white podcasts that i listen to are just as irreverent just as funny just as uh you know inappropriate if not more than us and yet they were getting those advertisers you know and you could say it also could have just been reach could have been downloads but especially at that time we were getting a lot of downloads like we weren't some slouch show Mm -mm. um and and yet we had the damnedest time getting advertisers so Mm -hmm. i think it's a bit personal for me yes in that the original like you said you have to have two scores the original dracars for the fucking racism of just you know and how much that's affected our industry and how much that's affected black people in this industry mm-hmm. that i mean this is not who knows how much money has been lost because you know they were like no hello fresh should never advertise with you but they were advertised with adam carolla or something that's crazy right and, and um go ahead and then the second one is you know obviously i i i don't i you know zero for the people that are now doing this work i hope they do it fairly and mm-hmm. i hope they help independent people and it's not just a you know trying to help the big dogs that are already at the top that don't need help i hope they help black people whether they're in a network or not whether they're in you know with a, a major brand or not and sometimes it can be very very uh frustrating uh at times uh like i said particularly uh when you go in these places and a lot of times they would get and we've proven it from sponsors that have sponsored us in the past a shout out to dexter from shout all productions who are like hey dog if you put your money into them you'll get your money back tenfold you know and on top of that a lot of times you don't even have to put the same amount of money that you put in for the for the other podcast and you would literally get your money back particularly if you do something long term because a lot of times it was black and brown and lgbtq and other podcasts a lot of times people actually have to seek them out because if you're anything like me when you first got i know when i first got into podcasting i thought podcasts were number white folks because literally when you get into podcasting, that's all that's kind of pushed out to you is unless you know somebody that suggests a black podcast, all you'd be like, okay, this ain't nothing but white folks. I want somebody to talk like me. I want somebody that, you know, has my accent. I want somebody that has the New York accent, the country accent, the California, Texas, whatever, whatever, whatever part of the country you're in or I, when shit happens, I want to hear it from a black perspective. I don't want to hear it from somebody that don't see color, don't see race, don't talk about it, or gloss across it. And so a lot of times, black people and, and, and other marginalized people have to search very, very hard for their podcast. Particularly if it's some shit they like. They have to go through hours and hours and hours of listening to find some shit they like. So when they like it, they love it. And a lot of times they stay, even if it's forever or a season. But they're very loyal and very dedicated. And that's very hard to get them to understand. Everybody looking for the big numbers. But no, sometimes you need a small number of people that's very dedicated. A lot of times your product will actually sell more per capita per person than they do when you go on these large podcasts. Because JL has said that he has been on these big radio shows and get a fraction to get crickets he came on our show and no matter where he goes in the country some one of y'all niggas will show up and be like hey jl i heard you on rod and karen so i know that our audience is out there and it's very insulting and it makes me mad it makes me upset that we have to fight so hard just to get a lot of times the bare minimum 
A new Florida bill to consider defamation if accused of racism, sexism, homophobia, and transphobia. Um, so Senate Bill 1780 introduced on Friday aims to simplify the process for individuals to sue for defamation, focusing on defamation, false light, and unauthorized publication of name or likeness. According to the measure, an allegation that the plaintiff has discriminated against another person or group because of their race, sex, sexual orientation, or gender identity constitutes defamation. Uh, the proposed law implies that even if those accusations are untrue, um, they would be automatically deemed defamatory. Um, the, uh, it proposes removing the actual malice requirement in defamation lawsuits, uh, for discrimination accusations. It also seeks to streamline the process for inferring actual malice following a discrimination claim. In cases involving homophobia or transphobia accusations, defendants facing defamation charges cannot use the plaintiff's religious or scientific beliefs as a defense. If found liable, the defendant may face a minimum fine of $35,000. This this is insane. This is insane. So So they use often that the reason they're homophobic, transphobic is their religion or it's just science. Mm hmm. You now can't bring that up as like. But that's what y'all say. Right. You can't be like, but they said this because their they their religion, they said their religion was why it was okay to be transphobic. Right. And then they look at you and go, nah, you can't. That you can't use that. Thirty five thousand dollar fine. Uh, it aims to redefine public figure and defamation suits, excluding non-elected or appointed public employees and individuals who gain notoriety by defending themselves publicly, giving interviews or becoming viral online. The bill extends to statements made in print, television, and social media. Additionally, the bill eliminates privileges for journalists, including the protection of source anonymity. So two, two things on that. One, if a journalist writes, hey, sources told us Ron DeSantis in a private meeting called everybody the N-word number one i'm suing you for defamation because you're implying that i'm racist two whoever your source is you can't protect them you now have to tell me the source or you go into jail this is the this is how they get it in the law this is what happens all this shit because he wants to be president and he never will be never (sighs) um also, it deems statements from anonymous sources as presumptively flaw- false, potentially making journalists susceptible to lawsuits. So basically, the they want the judge and the law to assume anything from an anonymous person is a lie. It's, it's man, the protection they want to do to just for just racist in that state is crazy. Mm-hmm. So this is like some this is some like Jim Crow law shit. Yes, uh, Dracarys for me. Uh, the the same Dracarys. And it's very frustrating because there are people that live there that did not ask for this. They did not want this, nor did they vote for this. And it's one of those things to where it it could be very, very frustrating uh, that they have to live under these fucked up ass laws, you know, that they have no control over. And... For some people, and what happens a lot of times, you have a mass exodus sometimes, exodus of people. 
You're going to have a lot of general people going to be like, ah, the fuck is this? Like, I'm not going to be here. They will the, be fine with that. In the state to be sued. Yeah, Ron DeSantis and them will be fine with that. But, but yeah, that's, I think that's the whole purpose yeah, they is, hope is, is, to, they, is to make these people leave. Yeah, they hope those people leave. And, and they also have had an influx of people to Florida. A lot of racist people, bigoted people, <laughs> yeah. right-wing people have been told, hey, this is the Mecca. They come here and, I mean, not the real Mecca. Oh, don't get it. But no, nah, they're like, come here and like be racist. We're going to make sure you comfortable here. Mm-hmm. That's we'll our job. Sure you, take you, care of. you hate trans kids? Hey, we we are the state for you. Um, but yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. Yes. All right, let's move on. Let's do something a little bit lighter. Okay. A little bit wider uh let's do some uh white people news uh if i can find the clip here we go white people news we're bringing eggs salad to the barbecue we might be problematic or a little bit Oscar nominations came out today um, Mm -hmm. and Ryan Gosling was nominated for his role as Ken in Barbie. Okay. I loved him in Barbie. Me too. He criticizes uh, the Oscars because they snubbed Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig, the star and director. I about to say, right, ain't that his (laughs) co-host? He was like, y'all do know, uh, I know uh, I'm just Ken, but uh, you know, the movie's called Barbie, right? (laughs) Just proving the theme of the movie correct, that the man gets all the attention and the credit, and the women get none. Uh, he said, I'm extremely honored to be nominated by my colleague, colleagues alongside such remarkable artists in a year of so many great films, and I never thought I'd be saying this, but I'm also incredibly honored and proud that it's for portraying a plastic doll named Ken. But there is no Ken without Barbie, and there is no. no Barbie movie without Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie. Agreed. The two people most responsible for this history-making, globally celebrated film. No recognition would be possible for anyone on the film without their talent, grit, and genius. To say that I'm disappointed that they are not nominated in their respective categories would be an understatement. Against our odds are nothing but a couple of soulless, scantily clad, and thankfully crotchless dolls that made us laugh. They broke our hearts, they pushed the culture, and they made history. Their work should be recognize along with the other very deserving nominees having said that i'm so happy for america ferrera and the other incredible artists who contributed their talents to making this such a groundbreaking film yeah and i've already seen the takes of like people downplaying the film and like it wasn't that good anyway but one i think bullshit it was really good that's one of the reasons it made all the money in a year where nothing made money um, people were fucking crying at the America Ferrera scenes. Um, Margot Robbie did her fucking thing as Barbie. She fucking killed that. Um, and you know, can't the, the, the concept and stuff, I know all of y'all read bell hooks, but for a lot of people, it was kind of like putting some principles about feminism and the double consciousness of being a woman in a fucking patriarchal sexist society it was kind of putting a lot of words to that that don't often you know make it especially not with a big budget in a pop culture mainstream event so i it felt like you know some level of like 
this movie does deserve the accolades that it's getting mm-hmm. and as with all this shit you know we're so cynical that now we've we've removed ourselves a few months and it's like well now the movie wasn't really that good anyway right was marco Roby even good in it i mean in the directing i mean it could have been better and shit and i and here's the thing i'm gonna say whatever wins most of y'all gonna be mad about anyway agreed so when there's some white man wins this shit now then you're gonna this is what always happens some white man wins the shit or whatever somebody you feel like didn't really deserve it and then you go back and we had this retroactive like man that movie really got snubbed but i watched people kind of defend this shit today and i was like ugh, like like this this shit is bad that they didn't get, the women of barbie did not get nominated it's a pretty big that's a pretty big one it's called barbie god damn it's It's like if they only like we get mad as fuck when like they have a slave movie and they and they're like uh we're gonna give the award to brad pitt and we're like damn all these niggas and y'all gave it to brad pitt lapita nyango got beat for nothing (laughs) right come on um let's see what else is happening uh keith mcnally defends innocent woody allen as he prepares to undergo kidney stone surgery I don't even know what he did. Uh, the British restaurateur, okay, shared his support for the director on Instagram Monday as prepared to go. Un- Who asked for this? We how how did he even come up, sir? We get kidney stone surgery. How do how what did he got to do with your kidneys? I'm really trying to understand what made him. Did he think he was going to die? Let me get my last word out. What I don't understand. What's happening here? Last will and testament. Maybe he was thinking about how evil people live longer and he said now if i'm a good person and i go into this surgery i might not come out i might die in the surgery but if i go ahead and and do some evil real quick you know satan to take care of me he said if i don't come out of this alive i like to say a big fuck off right now to everybody on instagram criticize me for supporting the innocent woody allen nobody asked for this uh (laughs) literally who asked for this who asked for this the owner restaurant owner 72 has stood behind the oscar-winning filmmaker who has for years denied allegations of molesting his adopted daughter dylan farrell when she was a child dylan 38 has long maintained that alan who adopted her as a baby with mia farrell sexually assaulted her in the 1990s meanwhile the blue jasmine director 88 has labeled the accusations as an unconscionable and gruesomely damaging manipulation of innocent children from vindictive and self-serving motives uh, when Hatchet Book Group canceled the publication of his memoir in spring of 2020, Minali lashed out on Instagram and calling the decision a dangerous victory for censorship. But the outspoken entrepreneur has a history of posting his controversial opinions. Last year, he came under fire for inflammatory posts following the October 7th Hamas terrorist attack on Israel. The more utterly repugnant the facts, the greater the responsibility becomes to listen to the other side, he wrote. McNally initially hit back at critics by saying he's part Jewish and lived for long stretches of time in and on Israel kibbutz. I think the atrocities perpetrated by Hamas are vile, barbaric, and totally repugnant. But I stand by what I wrote this morning. The more utterly repugnant the facts, the greater responsibility to listen to the other side. This doesn't mean forgive. He, however, apologized days later, explaining that he has never once in his life recognized nor supported Hamas. Is a terrorist organization comprised of murderers and thugs. I apologize for my post. So what? I guess he just has a history of going off. Not, I don't know. He got old and just said, fuck it. I don't Turned off the comments. Um, you you, you could have said nothing, sir. I mean, all right. 
I mean, they really get in for kidney stone surgery, and this is what you choose to say. That's what the white folks is talking about over there. Apparently, it's claims. A California woman recently uh, was arrested for stealing approximately $2,500 worth of Stanley Cups. Stanley Cups? Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was only... Where have I been? I thought it was only one. Not the Stanley Cup. That's the that's what you get for a hockey championship. Yes. Stanley Cups are those cups that people have been waiting in line at Target to buy. Oh, is them them pink cups? Yeah, a lot of them are pink, but I guess, is this just any kind of cup? Because I, I, these I are different colors here. I, I don't know. Are they good quality or something? Is that why they boxing each other out for them? I don't know. I've decided to let white people know. I've told you this before on the show that I've decided to be the kind of person that doesn't know. Okay. You I congratulated don't. me, and now you're asking me a bunch of questions. Oh, like my bad. I know when I told you I decided to not know on purpose. <laughs> oh, my bad. So I don't I, know. I don't know. I Child, I pass these cups and be like, okay. A woman from California has been arrested for involvement in the theft of 65 highly sought after Stanley water bottles, approximately worth $2,500. Oh! Mm-hmm. Now, let me break that down. 2500 divided by, oh, wait, what's the divide? Divided by 65. Oh, these shit's like $40 a, a cup? Oh, shit, my damn. They better be indestructible. $40 a cup. They better keep the hot shit hot, the cold shit cold. The fuck is this? Do they got batteries? Is it Wi-Fi, Bluetooth? The fuck is this cup? Um, I don't know. I've, I've seen you spend more on less, so I don't I think you need to stop <laughs> acting so high and mighty over there. I can judge. I get the Amazon, uh, <laughs> I get the Amazon, uh, bill all the time. I can judge. <laughs> I'm not buying no Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. I bet we got one in there. <laughs> I wish it. We might. I don't know. <laughs> I don't be knowing the name brand. <laughs> uh, January 17th, Roseville police officers are called to a store in response to reports of employees who witnessed a 23-year-old woman from a Sacramento from Sacramento taking a shopping cart filled with drinkware without making any payment. Despite <laughs> the store's- the front door. Despite the store staff's attempt to intervene, she declined to halt, proceeded to load her vehicle with the stolen merchandise. Um... So then they got her on Highway 65. Uh, she was pulled 65. over and arrested. That's the funny part. And she pulled over <laughs> and were arrested on charges of grand theft. Was she going 65 on 65? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> While Stanley quenchers are all the rage, we strongly advise against turning to crime to fulfill your hydration habits, said the police. She must have been reselling them. Right. I'm about to say, child, she wasn't trying to hydrate nothing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they have a, a surge in popularity. <sighs> this says it includes effective social media marketing, the introduction of distinct color variations and collaborations with other brands. A 16 year old individual from Alabama mentioned her parents had invested approximately $3,000 in the past year to assist her in amassing a complete collection of every style and color of Stanley cup on the market. God damn. Are they going to be trading these things like, <laughs> like trading cars? The fuck is this? Additionally, videos capturing customers racing through stores in pursuit of limited release tumblers have gained significant viral attention recently. Oh, oh, so they have, they be like, we're dropping this like the Pokemons. They're going to be out there fighting in the park a lot like the adults will over the Pokemon cards. I guess so. I like, this is, this is not something I was even a, a, aware, aware of. So it's all I realized we were boxing each other out of a thermosis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's a video from YouTube. Uh, I guess. Uh, Taking over social media again. 
Videos of the brand's latest release are going viral. Stanley just dropped a new cup in honor of Valentine's Day. You can see there are white women literally outside in the cold, wrapped up in parkas and stuff, and they're waiting on Target to open. So this is like when the Dreamcast came out or something. I remember that. Holy shit. And fans started lining up before the sun came out just to snag one like it was a Black Friday all over again. And once they got inside, things got a little crazy, okay? This is a TikTok showing the scene inside a store out in El Paso. Not they running. <laughs> I cannot. Now the tumblers, by the way, are already all over eBay, obviously for much more, selling for more than $200 for y'all to chill Ooh. some water and some ice. Wait, ain't nothing $200. This black woman is too good doing this uh, news. In some cases, okay? People in the comments say they just don't get it. But these cups have been gaining popularity for years now, thanks in large part to TikTok. In fact, between viral videos and the brand's line of 40-ounce bottles, CNBC had a report, okay, that the company's revenue, it jumped from $74 million in 2019 to $750 million in 2023. Goddamn! people, y'all do the percentage on that. It's pretty big, and I'm sure a lot of other companies will love that. So we want to know, how many water bottles do you have? You heard them mention it earlier. Weigh in, WFAA.com slash vote. What we say? How many people? What they got? Three. Three. WFAA, they do a little looser over there with their news. I like that. But man, yeah, this is wow. what the white folks been up to. That's definitely some white people news. And now she's stealing them. Uh, sex gems. Come up. Sex gems to vibrator rings. The wildest buys from Goop's Valentine's Day 2024 gift. Vi- gift uh, that's, a girl, that's a girl with the Goop. Mm hmm. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. You know she loved to goop it up. She Don't loved, she? She love a grift. Yes, she does. Uh, so yeah, um, she has a goop Valentine's Day gift guide. Uh, is packed with predictably predictably extravagant gifts like wrinkle zapping Lima laser starter kit, two thousand six hundred and ninety five dollars. The fuck is that? Oh my god! Oh my god! Morse code bracelet. $14,800? Girl? Morris code? Shit, does it blink too? The fuck is this? Does it blink? It don't look like it. I don't even know why they call it Morse code. The dots and dashes. Did it be like, dee, 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 the dots and dashes, yellow and pink, sapphire, turquoise, diamond, and amethyst. That's, that's all it's, what? The rich cream, supersized version of the coveted skin, skin coddling cream $540 a super smart fridge which looks like a very small fridge not this is not a large size fridge this is like something to go in your room it has reversible racks one side holds wine bottles the other cans and smaller bottles $1,295 what makes it super smart right does it wi-fi bluetooth the fuck is this I don't understand I feel like you can get what this. makes it smart other than it flips I'm looking at pictures of it. I don't. Y'all let me know when y'all see what make it smart. This or oh, super smart. I'm sorry, super smart. It it just looked like a fridge to me. Yeah, a multi layered fridge. Like maybe it's retro, but that retro is stupid. That's not smart. <laughs> All right. Naturally better than sex mascara. Thirty dollars. Child boo. She know how to name some shit. Don't she though? 
Will make you have the best orgasm of the toothpaste of $57. Ah! Then you had a toothpaste. You'd be like, where's the orgasm? I'm like, that's just the name, baby. Okay. That's, that's just the name. The orgasm's up to you. Charlie Toggle necklace, $4,500. Woo! Perfume, $175. Caviar uni pasta kit, $300 for a date night. Girl, you for $300, you can have a date night. At a nice Italian place with the pasta. Yes, you can. Oh, my God. And be eating hard, too. Right. Oh, my goodness. A stay on Ishia for $300 a night. Oh, that's that's not American dollars. Oh, yeah, 300 pounds? pounds. I'm assuming that's pounds. I don't know. This is crazy. This woman is wild as fuck, man. And people is buying them. She I, is the best. Them shits is going to be sold out. I see why they let her say niggas in Paris because she she ah! do anything. Date night set, goop, 199 his and hers. Looks like a cock ring and a dildo. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Does it vibrate? Shit, it better for one ninety nine. We vibe is what it says. Okay. I don't know. Maybe but it but you know what with her? That don't mean it vibrates. That's what I'm saying. Okay, this set includes one vibrator for the vulva and one for the penis. So it does vibrate. Okay. Okay, I'm about to say, child, one ninety nine, something better be shaking. Root lift spray for instant volume that lasts all day, forty two dollars. Now that's reasonable. Beginner's Oyster Shucking Kit, $115. Ah, There's no uh, way it costs that much if you just get it off Amazon. There's no right. way. I guarantee you somebody be like, I, I can sell it for that. She is the, man, I the love her. Best. Honestly, we've she never the met best. a better. She's like, I don't got to act no more. I, I got to act like these products going to help y'all. Come on. Y'all see me the next Iron Man. Yep. Good luck if y'all out there shopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all out there making these purchases. Because, uh, woo, hey, child, the same people that go there, you got them $40 yellow cups. Uh, Golden Bachelor newlywed Gary Turner grabbed smoothies with his wife, Teresa Nist, after moving into their new, her New Jersey home. Oh, so he married? They got married. They made oh. him get married. 72 and 70. They, they together now. We love to see it. Okay. Now, he didn't pick that black woman, which I think was a mistake. I think it was a mistake, too. Maybe he was like, I know I can't keep up with all that. Maybe that's what it was. That was a lot of women. Jerry showcases outdoorsy style in a gray fleece jacket over a colorful plaid shirt, blue jeans, and hiking boots. Teresa wore a cropped brown teddy coat with black skinny jeans and matching high heel booties. At one point, Turner, who said to be six foot one inches tall, craned his neck down so he could communicate more easily with Nist. There they are. Looking like the couple from one of those Viagra commercials. Yes! See Alice. Oh, they're being the tub together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good for them, man. We love to see it, mm-hmm. you know. They look like an age-appropriate Harrison Ford love interest should look in the movie. Yes. You know. Uh, try that, Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> right. Instead of somebody young enough to be his daughter. Speaking of age-appropriate and young enough to be their daughter, Dolph Lundgren. Who? Dolph Lundgren. You never seen the Russian and Rocky? I must oh, break okay. You. I didn't know the name. Yeah, Dolph. He's a big, big time uh, celebrity and superstar. What the fuck was trying to protect me from the viruses on this website? No, oh shit, no. I thank need you. these viruses. What the fuck are y'all doing? Ah! I need, the the audience need to see what's going on. 
Um, uh, but yeah, he he apparently is uh, loving married life with Emma Crocdal, who's twenty seven. Wow, sixty six and twenty seven. Adding, she was a good choice as she helps him with his career. She's very clever. I bet she does help you with your career more than that. Mm-hmm. Twenty seven. He previously was married That's to his grandbaby. He previously was married to Annette Quiverberg, uh, Quiverberg, between nineteen ninety four and two thousand eleven. Uh, but he's now told Fox News, "I really enjoy it." He held Emma for being a wonderful partner in his personal life and his professional life. He revealed that they recently worked on a number of projects together, and he thinks they make a very good partnership. Well, she like it, I love it, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, cash in on that 27-year-old body at some point. Child, she cashing in on it. Could be dating some loser 30-year-old that works at the YMCA. She's like, nope. <laughs> nope. I'm, I'm, I'm about to get this guap. Blow the dust off I'm broke, these. I'm broke, you broke. No, we can't be both broke. Blow the dust off these balls and cash in. Come on. Emma is a great support. She's very clever. We're working on a comedy. She helped me on Wanted Man as well. She helps me with the script and in production and post-production. Just giving me a second opinion. The loved up couple tied the knot in Mykonos, Greece in July 13, 2023. They previously told people we chose to celebrate our love by getting married at a villa in Mykonos with family and a few close friends with both COVID and long road of challenging medical treatments. We've had to push our marriage plans many times. We felt it was finally the right time to celebrate love, life, and happiness. Um, I wonder what they meant by challenging medical treatments. Oh my gosh, she's a straight up IG model. Of course. Yeah, he. Yeah, I know what this man's into. Mm-hmm. He got to pretend to be like, yeah, she mm-hmm. helps me with my scripts. Mm-hmm. I bet she it's does. It's the scripts, huh? Mm-hmm. It was, <laughs> she, you just, because it's not like you could have found somebody that work, helped you work with scripts in Hollywood. It needed to be a hot 27-year-old that didn't like clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but good for them, though. They both seem to be consenting and happy. If and, they like it, I love it. You know, whatever um good good luck we love to see what the whites are up to good luck to you all uh all right um julia roberts i know who that is i know that white lady well have you ever seen the movie uh pretty woman years ago right and so there was a a wardrobe choice that she made in pretty woman uh where she's wearing a sweater wrapped around her her her, her her waist mm-hmm. even though she has on like the hooker outfit from pretty woman right mm-hmm. she said she did it because she thought she had a big butt and that's why i wore that jacket like that in the movie 56 year old she just admitted it yeah because i can see the pressure if everybody think you big it's like if you not like just no shape hollywood just don't even look at you like it don't make sense yeah but also like she does not have a big butt. Like, no offense to her. I but, mean, but yeah, but, but mentally. Or maybe and, she and, wants to hear that. Cause that was back in the day when you say somebody had a big butt and it was an insult. It was right. Like, you I, know. yeah, like I said, at that time in her I know, mind, right? I know. And now uh, Al from, uh, I remember Al from married with children. One would shit on his beautiful, that woman that was playing his wife. Yeah. Who, so she was curvaceous. Yeah, right. He would, but he would act like she was ugly, but he always used to be like, your butt's getting so big peg. And I'd be like, as a kid, like what's, the problem like right i don't understand what's al why al mad about that <laughs> he mad about ass so you married a woman and her butt got bigger and 
that's you mad? that's the problem it got wider like but um yeah um but yeah she it's, it just tells you how these issues with your body and being mm-hmm. judged and especially when you talk about hollywood and how stringent yes. they are on people's bodies and i know it's loosened up some but it's still pretty fucked up it is but um it's just amazing because julia roberts is one of those people people would have i'm sure she's on cover of magazines Mm-hmm. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we found out she won sexiest woman of the year at some point. Probably did. And yet was walking around here like, let me put a sweater over my butt like a black woman going to the grocery store because I don't want nobody looking my big old butt. And it's like, oh, Julia, that's not even a big butt. That's You cover that up for nothing. For nothing. Mm-mm-mm. We hate to see it. We hate to see it. Right? The whites are down bad sometimes. Uh, Ain't nothing more showing off your assets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh let's move on to uh what was I gonna do? Oh, uh, let's do some guest erase and then we'll get out of here, guys. All right. Oh, cool. It it came back up. It's working again. Well, we love to see that. <laughs> we love now to that see- the show's almost over. <laughs> yes. <sighs> it timed it just right. It's time to guest erase. It's time to catch the race. It's time to catch the race. It's time to catch the race. All right, guess the race time. You know what it is. Going to go around the globe, find different articles, guess the race of the people involved. Uh, Karen plays, and then the chat room plays, and uh, everybody guesses the race, and everybody's pretty much racist. Uh, hopefully the chat room can hear. Oh, wait, if this will play, this might be one of those just the music police allegedly proved a convicted flasher in the uk had violated a stalking protection order by putting his atrocious spelling habits to the test now can y'all hear this in the chat karen i know you're looking at the chat can they hear this can y'all hear let us know the article because i know sometimes i play shit and it's like right. if i don't share the audio it won't y'all won't hear it so i'll wait a second until we find out they, for sure they say yes okay i'll finish playing it gary young 48 had been ordered to seize all contact with his ex-girlfriend, but when she blocked him on Facebook, he tried to reach her via a different pseudonym's account last August, Kent Online reported. The woman said she immediately recognized Young's writing style, pointing to his spelling of a nearby county as one damning piece of evidence. Instead of spelling the county as Somerset, Young had instead spelled out Somerset. To verify that they had nabbed the correct suspect, police asked Young to spell the county again, and as suspected, he used the same spelling as the Facebook user. Oh, they caught his ass on some Encyclopedia Brown shit. Yes, they did. Can you spell this for us? All right, Karen, guess the race. Everybody's white. Karen's going with everybody's white. All right, let's check the chat room. See what they believe. Hooked on phonics white. <laughs> uh, That's hilarious. It's funny, too, because, like, it's not really proof. There's probably a ton of people that misspell shit, but then it's circumstantial enough. Gary, Gary, quite contrary, white, sus-ass white, white, Florida school graduate, white, white. The correct answer is uh, most of you guess. I mean, all you guess white. You're right. Yeah, he look like he's trying to remember how to spell Somerset right there. Mm-mm-mm. See what happened in Keith's hometown? Yep. Got to spell it S-O-M-E-R-S-E-T, probably. He probably spelled it S-U-M-M-E-R. 
but yeah, they caught his ass. Okay, that'll mm-hmm. teach him. All right, enough enough of that stalking for you. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. Um, let's see. Here's one. Oh, Florida. A monument, a monumentally moronic scheme. Oh, wait. In a monumentally moronic scheme, a woman admitted that she plotted to submit dog urine that she had collected in an attempt to cheat a court ordered drug screening. Don't you think they would know that this is not human urine? I guess she didn't think that. Okay. Jessica Beatty, 42, was subject to random testing as a stipulation of release terms. They don't run that test. Why is it kibbles and bits in this piss? Ma'am, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> this is not uh, per- people urine. Uh, for possession of drug paraphernalia and driving with a suspended license is what her release terms are for. Beatty, a Clearwater, Florida resident, has a lengthy rap sheet with numerous cocaine convictions and uh, related incarceration terms. Free her on her own recognizance following last month's arrest, she had an appointment Thursday to pee in a cup. The test designed to detect the prim- presence of chemical substances or controlled substances. Um, Beatty, Beatty, or yeah, Beatty, it looks like, um, apparently was concerned that her urine would turn up dirty, um, which would revoke her bond. So she showed up with a fraudulent urine sample. A defendant's provision of urine is visually monitored by a probation officer, making it difficult to hoodwink investigators. When confronted about the phony sample, she reportedly admitted she had collected the urine from her aunt's dog, which she intended to provide during the testing. Uh, the complaint does not indicate the kind of container she used to house the fraudulent sample, nor does it detail how the ex-con actually collected the canine waste, which drug tests can easily differentiate from human waste. Of course, because they test shit all of the time, and a lot of times uh, I have taken urine tests where they have like shit all taped down and shit where you can't tinker with stuff. They were like, nope, we're going to be sure that you actually piss, and we want your piss. Mm. Yeah, they're like, congratulations, uh, you're pregnant, and it's puppies? <laughs> you having nine of them? Uh, yeah, she last year launched a cleaning service that she incorporated with her boyfriend and ex-con whose rap sheet includes convictions for robbery, narcotics, disorderly conduct, obstructed police, and loitering. Man, you call them to clean. You go, y'all, it's going to be clean for real. 100% clean, down to the fucking floorboards. All right. Uh, all right, Karen, guess the race. White. Karen says white. Let's check the what chat. What was her name? Her name was Jessica Beatty. Yes, white. All right. Chat room. What y'all say? Probably kissed that dog in the mouth while she collected that pee white. Kissed oh, dogs no. in the mouth as well uh, as taking her their pee white. White. Uh, another Florida school graduate. White. White. Science avoiding DeSantis voter. Fido white. Jinx Curley. I don't know what that is. Old. Oh, jeans can Okay. Oh, Whitey, the correct answer is white. Mm-hmm. Nobody missed that. Mm-hmm. Two in a row, everybody. Congratulations. Y'all are super fucking racist, all right? Ah! I hope you're proud of yourselves. What time is it? That's a bitch was white! I ain't racist. How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? How can I? Call them niggas. Just call them niggas. It's time. 
All right, Karen's two for two. Altoona, Pennsylvania. Altoona man okay. is facing charges after allegedly staging a burglary to take his father-in-law's life savings before erratically splurging on vehicles, tools, and trips. Andrew Booker, 29, is facing various charges related to a reported burglary at his home in February 2023. He alleged that someone broke into the home and took various items, including his then father-in-law's safe with his life savings of $2 million inside. Oh, Now that screams inside job. Because who who would know there's a saving house with $2 million? Who would know? According to the criminal complaint, police are suspicious of what they saw at the house including the house key taken from a pot in the back porch being left on the counter. There was also a second ah, safe. <laughs> you know criminal wouldn't have known that. That is broken. There was also a second safe that was untouched. Oh, they knew with nothing in that second safe. That the victim said had documents and another $1.5 million inside. But no one knew about that money. So basically... He had told some. He had told this dude about the two million dollar safe. He didn't tell him about the one point five million dollar safe. The, so the one point five million dollar safe was still in the house. He claimed Booker knew about the money only being in one safe. It was noted that the man was saving money for decades, and a lot of it was older style one hundreds and fifties before they started changing the design in the two thousands for counterfeit reasons. Through the investigation, first of all, put this shit in the bank. Are you right! serious? Are you serious? Through the investigation, police said they witnessed numerous view, numerous new ATVs and vehicles, including a brand new Harley Davidson outside of his residence in the coming months. What they tell you? Don't be doing flashy shit. Ain't that what they tell you? It's not Let just doing, It's not just doing flashy shit. It sounds like let me let me. It's yeah. It sounds like it was at the home he was living in. Or something. Andrew Booker, 29, is facing various charges related to a reported burglary at his home in February. Oh, so you living with me? So it sounds like they lived T- together. Maybe? Took my money. I look up and you rolling them in a fucking SUV, bitch. What my money? What did you do with it? So either they live together, or this is a typo of some type. They either they live together and his father in law keeps it safe in the same house, or he lives with his father in law somehow or something. Or there's a typo, but it sounds like. He was flexing with the money at the place that the father-in-law would definitely see it. Oh, my God. Police noted the complaint that they were aware that Booker was unemployed and was going through a divorce when the burglary happened. And then he started popping up with ATVs. <laughs> All of a sudden, he paying child support on time. Here's a year worth of child support in advance. I got it. He's getting fucking jet skis Sir. and shit. Detectives were later tipped off by someone familiar with Booker and the victim who said he saw the money while at Victor's residence. A search warrant was received and Booker's home was searched. According to a complaint, witnesses and acquaintances uh, of Booker were questioned or came forward to police saying that ATVs and cars were put into their name since Booker's license was DUI suspended. Detectives were then able to confirm these purchases at places such as Five Star Power Sports, Roundhouse Harley Davidson, and even the Trianon Bar and Grill in the Juanita section of Altoona. 
The boy and girl is like, now why am I in it? Also, you spending all this money in Altoona. Everybody know. Right. There's probably 500 people in that whole ass town. This ain't Vegas. Right. Um, one witness. Claimed, you heard Jimmy out here bowling. <laughs> one witness claimed that uh, Booker took him and his family to Hershey Park on his dime and gave them a $500 Visa gift card he bought with cash to buy whatever they wanted. Google geofencing later confirmed Booker was at Hershey Park those same days the witnesses told them. Of course, you don't film at the Hershey's Park. Hershey Park got you on camera, bitch. This is another thing that reminds me of Keith Malley because Hershey's Park is the park he used to go to as a kid. Oh. And this is also Pennsylvania. Wow, so, I've never been. Keith skin, skin. <laughs> right. Shout uh, out theme. to Keith. Uh, according to various employees and owners, Booker would purchase things with cash, claiming it was always mostly in older style $100 bills. People are like, is this in circulation? Like, this shit got... <laughs> got the big Benjamin Franklin on it and shit? Like, this shit got, got Benjamin Franklin with his wooden teeth They were like, it. sir, why are you handing me a $2... George- <laughs> Go ahead. Why are you handing me a $2 bill, sir? They don't make these anymore. Right. You got George Washington with the wooden slave teeth on it. Oh, no. And we don't think they make these. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, this Is this a doubloon? <laughs> Are you trying to pay me in doubloon, <laughs> right? sir? What is this? I cannot take this as payment. We do All not right. use a bottering system. Um, the owner of Triana said Booker would do things like buy a $30 picture, pay with $100, and say keep the change. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bowling. The detectives were told at a few businesses that some of the money smelled musty and looked like it came out of someone's pocket after going through a dryer. Uh, further investigation. Yeah, sitting in that safe forever. Further investigation revealed that Booker used a large chunk of the money to take care of a girl he was seeing, Janelle DiGennaro. Uh Detective said she admitted to knowing the money was stolen and using the money Booker gave her to buy him things. Uh, she was allegedly caught on low security camera paying for things with wives of old $100 bills. Detectives were able to find messages between Booker and DiGennaro, confirming her statements with them. They said there was a message about Booker hiding the money in the ground and it got wet so he had to run it through a friend's drying a seemingly a dryer seemingly confirming the old musty smell that witnesses told him about this is this is some raising arizona bullshit <laughs> this is a comedy of errors gonna be out in the middle of the street <laughs> de janeiro allegedly gave police footage from her security camera that showed the duo on her porch arguing about the money only for another clip to show booker leaving with a black trash bag Detective says she described the, tra- black, the trash bag before that as having a tote full of money inside of it, claiming it sat in her closet for several days. Booker was arrested and released in December 2023 before his ex-wife showed up to the police department with some of the money. She says she was hoping to trick Booker into telling her what the arrest was. Oh, my God. What is this, Fargo? Everybody got a fucking angle? <laughs> In total, investigators believe that more than 140000 was spent from the stolen money. More than 40000 was allegedly deposited into an account with DeGennaro's name. DeGennaro was later charged for her involvement, use, and knowledge of the stolen money. She has yet to be arraigned. Uh, Booker, however, was charged with theft, receiving stolen property, conspiracy, false reports, and tampering with evidence. He's in jail with his bail set at $350,000. All right, Karen, guess the race. What's his name? His name is Andrew Booker. Oh, white. Karen's going with white for this one. Uh, the call was coming from inside the house safe, white. <laughs> Not 
the house safe he got a stack of two dollar bills white white man with an apparent death wish using confederate money white. not the confederate that's money. how you ball in appalachia white putting <laughs> shit in niggas name harlem heat booker t black a part of the red part of pa white white shit the correct answer is white One person said black. And that's him. Yeah. He did that shit. Yeah. He oh looked God. like he just dug that money out the rain. Don't he? I mean, he looked like the type to, to, to not have a job but been spend $100 on a $30 pitcher of beer. Right. The motherfucker put $140,000 into the economy and it's all beer. All oh, beer. <laughs> so, Oh, beer and wings. It's all bullshit. It's beer, ATV, C-Dews, whatever the right. fuck. Uh, all right. Let's get to the last day sword ratchetness. A man slashed three NYPD officers with a machete as they were working to place him under arrest in East Flatbush. What? Officers are called to this apartment around 3.20 p.m. for a 40-year-old man acting erratically. Officers spoke to the man's family and were attending to place him under arrest when he attacked, slashing one of the cops in the right side of the head. As the other officers stepped in to subdue the emotionally disturbed man, one suffered a slash wound to the wrist and the other to the shoulder. Officers were all taken to the Kings County Hospital where they were expected to recover. Police arrested the slasher at the scene. Charges against him were pending Monday evening. So they even the cops ain't safe, y'all. Wow. Yeah. So you got to watch your back out here. People got sores, and if they'll fuck up the cops, you know they're going to fuck your ass up. Come on. All right, y'all, that's it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with uh, more podcasting at some point. Until next time, I love you. I love you, too. Mwah. Mwah.